Maybe you've been listening to this show because you want to start a side hustle, but you don't know where to begin. So if that's what you want, you're in the right place. I also have a new free tool for you called the Smart Side Hustle Master Plan. It is the perfect blueprint for anyone looking to start a small business on the side. Pick up this free comprehensive workbook so you can determine exactly the type of side hustle you want and how much time you want to spend on it. Prioritize and outline the various to-dos, both large and small, and create the perfect timeline to prepare for your launch and beyond. This is, like I said, a free tool just for you, and you can pick that up at chrismcpeak.com. It's right there smack on the homepage. So go to chrismcpeak.com and pick up your Smart Side Hustle Master Plan today. Now let's dig into this week's brand new and fantabulous episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had it up to my armpits with this whole screw the nine to five mentality. Believe it or not, some of us really love our day jobs and don't wish to screw them. And yet we've got an additional calling, maybe a hobby, or a need for supplemental income that's just purring to us, make me a side hustle. And that's where I come in. I'm Chris McPeak, your host for this life quest to do the work we were meant to do and run a small business. If you're looking to maximize your time so you can run the side hustle of your dreams, then you are absolutely in the right place. This is the Got Side Hustle Show. Excellent. Okay, welcome back to another amazing, fun, exciting, thrill-filled episode of Got Side Hustle. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I'm super stoked to talk to today's guest because we are going to be digging into the concept of taking something that you know, love and dig and turning it into income for yourself. So today we have Gemma Bonham Carter from Course Creator School. Gemma, happy Tuesday and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here too. I I think, you know, from a side hustle standpoint, some people just don't want to some people just don't want to spend all their time on evenings and weekends talking to clients or driving in Uber. So the idea that I can take something that I love doing and teach other people how to do it is super exciting to me. So kind of let's talk a little bit about how you got started in this gig of yours. Yeah, totally. So, um, so I, my original side hustle was actually as a home decor, uh, blogger cool. back in 2010. Yeah. That was how I got started online. And I never had really thought about the whole online course thing until it was about 2015, 16. And I had been asked to speak at conferences all about blogging because I had turned my blog into like a pretty legit side hustle. I was making some good money. And um, I gave these talks and I had people like mailing me cards afterwards saying like, thank you so much. And I, you know, it was so transformative for them. And I was like, man, I, I feel like there's something here. Like, I think I could teach people how to do this and not just in a conference setting. Like, why don't I actually really try and mentor people on this? And I had in that same, around that same time, heard of other people like creating and selling courses and rather than going the one-to-one kind of route. And so I thought, well, let me give that a try. And so I really started, um, you know, in a grassroots kind of way, launched my first program, which is for bloggers, showing them basically how to do what I'd done with my blog and got like, you know, I made a couple thousand dollars with that first launch, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, I was like, it felt life changing. And it also was like, 
it felt like it opened the door to this whole new possibility for me. And I was hooked on the idea of courses and digital products. So from then on, I've, I've gone like, this is now my full-time gig and, um, you know, I've built it up into an incredibly successful business. And I now help people do exactly that, create and sell online courses themselves. Excellent. So for you, the, it came from the idea that all these people were coming up to you after the conference and saying like, Oh, I learned so much. Oh, tell me how to do what you do. And they were mailing you, they were mailing you these cards and saying like, thank you so much. So, Mm -hmm. so you, you were sort of someone put the finger on the fact that like, I'm good at this and I can Mm -hmm. tell other people about this. So that was very obvious for you because people were coming up to you after a public experience and saying like, oh, this was so awesome. Thank you. So for somebody that's thinking like, oh, I want to try to do that because it's a time factor thing. So how would um, just your average career professional sort of decide, like, I think I'm going to create a course and how do I know what to talk about? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And it's probably the most common one that I right? could ask. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like, it comes down to a few different things. There's not like a cut and dry form formula that I can give you, you know, but it's about thinking around, first of all, your own like passions and what you kind of wake up to thinking about and could talk about all day long, because usually those things, there's like a hint in there that maybe it's not what you're doing in your nine to five, you know, like, and maybe like there's some other avenue that you're really passionate about. So tuning into that, like looking inward at yourself, also looking at just your skills and what you're naturally good at. I, Mm -hmm. I, there's this really fun exercise that I talk to my students and clients about doing, which is can feel a little awkward, but you send an email to let's say five or 10 really close people to you and say like, okay, what are like the five things that you would say are, I'm really good at and watch what comes back because it's so much harder to have a grasp on what we are good at ourselves and seeing it in ourselves than what other people can see. And my get, like my guess is the responses you're going to get back, you're going to see themes And those things that are themes are like the ones that you really want to pull out and kind of better understand about yourself and maybe bring into this business idea of yours. And then also just doing some market research. So like looking at a niche or an industry that you are interested in, what's already out there on the subject, you know, what is obviously having success? What are the questions people are asking? Um, Doing some digging into that, because I will say like the successful courses in digital products, they come down to solving a real problem for people. And if you can solve one real problem that people are willing to pay to solve, Mm -hmm. you're golden. Yeah. And the, the exercise you were talking about is exactly what I tell people to do when they're thinking about like, what kind of side hustle do I want? And oh, so I, awesome. I have them ask a question. So you're going to pick five to 10 people and ask them, I would hire Chris McPeak to do blank because of her skills in blank. And oh, I, I love that. That back. And that's the exact exercise that I use that led me down the road of a starting the show and B deciding that I want to talk to people who are in full-time jobs, but want side hustles. So like, I, yeah, you're totally spot on because sometimes we don't think like, Oh, what am I good at? But our friends or even not even sometimes our friends, like our coworkers that maybe only see us two or three times a week, but they see us in that very specific area. Like 
I, in my day job, I work with scholarships. So if I were to ask the people in financial aid, that question, they're going to come back with a completely different set of skills that might make me go like, whoa, like I didn't realize I could do that. And how amazing is that? And I love that discovery is just so it's such a special experience. So yeah, it's really powerful. I think much more so than you think it's going to be. And people put a lot of thought into the responses. I, what I found when I did it. Yeah. Um, and it also just like makes you feel good. It does. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. I made mine into a complete, like a brand flyer and I, I don't have it in my room right now, but I would hang it up and be looking at it like, Oh, it, this is such an ego booster for me to know that I can do these things. Yes. And that these people would reach out to me <clears throat> to do, to do these things for them. So, yeah. And if you're having at that moment of like imposter syndrome or kind of sitting in analysis paralysis, totally, just like looking back at that and just giving that, giving you the little boost you need to like, take that next step, get visible, put your thing out there, do the next thing can be really powerful. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about the, this whole niches is riches, riches in the niches or however people like to say that. So, and then again, here's an example from that activity. So one of my friends said, um, (laughs) I would hire Chris to run my life because of her skills in knowing things, which again, was not helpful, but was helpful because in that mind, like that person clearly saw me as somebody that was organized and, and had a particular attitude of like, okay, I can fix this. But to say like, I, that whole, I help statement thing, like Mm -hmm. I help people by running their life. Like that's not really something I'm going to sell. So when you get an idea and you, you're sort of set on the fact, like, okay, I have these skills now taking the next step into formulating into that niche area. Like, how do you recommend people get started with? Yeah. I think that, I think that we can go down this path of spending too much time thinking about the ICA, the ideal customer avatar. And of course we need to understand who our ideal audience is, but I just think it's so much more important if you're going down the path of creating a course that you deeply understand the problem you're going to solve. And you need to be able to say it to me in one sentence. Like my course teaches you how to blah, answer the, you know, fill in the blank. And often it starts with the problem. So it's like the problem might be, you know, people who um, don't know how to get through their grief. Like someone saying to themselves, I don't know how to work through my grief and I feel sad and I want to feel happy again. Mm -hmm. And the person who might be creating a program for that, solve that problem would be like, I teach people how to overcome their grief by using And you're going to have some kind of like unique thing that you teach. And so this is the other piece is like, you need to have some kind of differentiating, unique approach, method, framework, just the way in which that you were going to teach this thing. That's different from what else is already out there that, and maybe part of that is like you bringing in your own unique experience and story into it because you know, I come from a different background than you come from, and we're going to bring different things to the table, even if we were in this same industry. And so, and people are going to connect with us on that. And so leveraging that is really important. And I think doing those things helps you identify that niche, like as you really become crystal clear on that element. Do you find that people go through several different iterations of a concept of a transformation before they, they like they nail it? So in other words, like if I've, 
I've started that statement and somehow I could, okay, the statement's fine, but now like, now I have to come up with module two, module one, module two, all of that kind of thing. So uh, where might people get stuck and how do they, how do they get unstuck? Yeah. I think that um, the, the whole thing around understanding like how, what you're going to teach and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it just comes down to looking at if it's something that you solved, it's like doing a brain dump exercise of like, okay, if I'm going to teach someone how to do that, what are all the things they need to know? And just allowing yourself to put it all down on paper. And then you can look at it and put it into themes and put it into chronological order, but like not being too weighed down by that when you're starting, because if you can just think of, okay, here's my person before they come into the course, here's what they're thinking, how they're feeling that problem that they're having, like, what are those pain points for them? And here's where I want them to be when they leave. And again, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, like all of that stuff. And how do I get them from A to B? What are the things that they need to know in order to hit that after state and just get it all down on paper? And then you can kind of massage it into like your own unique thing that you're teaching them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about Pat Flynn's story of his first online course, which I think, cause he went to school to be an architect and what he did was created an online course to help people prepare for that exam that they have to pass. And you don't think when you think of Pat Flynn, like you don't think of, oh yeah, he's that architect that taught me right. how to pass that exam. You think like, oh, he's this online guru, passive income and stuff like that. But it was that, that very easy, simple starting place that made him realize, oh yeah, this I'm good at this. So yeah. And you don't have to be 15 steps ahead. Like, I think this is often the other thing that can get people stuck is thinking that they need to be the absolute guru. And sometimes when you're that far removed from doing the thing, like it's hard to put yourself back into the shoes of someone who's struggling with accomplishing that thing. And if you're just like two or three steps ahead, it can actually be much more relatable and easier for you to create something that's like incredibly useful for them and transformative. Like, and here's a great example. Um, when I was a teenager, like my mom is a chemist, like an award-winning, like high level chemist. Oh mom. But she helped me with chemistry 101, like in grade 10. (laughs) Absolutely not. Like (laughs) she is way too advanced to get down to my level about like, I don't know, memorizing the periodic table or whatever. Balancing equations. I haven't done that. I was right. (laughs) Exactly. So like I needed a peer-to-peer tutor who was like two grades ahead of me who could help me with chemistry. And like If we just shift the mindset sometimes of thinking, okay, I don't actually need to be the expert. What, what if I'm a mentor Mm -hmm. and eventually maybe you'll, you know, reach that place you want to reach and really be considered a world expert in your thing, but start off with the mentorship model and allow that because it might unlock for you the ability to show up in a new way and realize that you can teach people stuff and lead them through that transformation. I, I love that because that is definitely the, how to, you know, avoid imposter syndrome is just thinking like, I'm not teaching everybody everything. I'm just showing them a little bit more about what I know and how I got to the point where I'm at now. And if I keep going down this path, I'm going to learn more, but that's really the the main thing that I think my people need to know right now is this little piece. And I can give them that like 
and with my eyes closed, all that exactly and to hide behind my back and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, that's so, that is so cool. So now we're at, we've picked our topic. We know what we want to teach. We know what the transformation we want. We know who we're going to. So now that the most obvious question in the whole world, not really maybe, but like, I need to pick a platform to do this because people like aren't coming to my house. How do you recommend that people dig into the technology of it all? And, and I don't know if you have a favorite or anything like that. Like what do, what should people be looking for when they want to select the, you know, the, what's the, the receptacle, the receptacle for their, all of their. Totally. I think that um, it's funny. This again, really trips people up and they think that they need to pick the exact right software. And if they don't pick the right software, it's not going to be a success. Right. And and in actual fact, it doesn't matter at all, which software option you choose. And that isn't what drives the success or lack of success for your course business. You know, I've had people who have literally run their kind of founding version of their program by delivering videos in a Google drive and like documents in a Google drive. And they have the student community in a Facebook group. And like, it's super basic. The point is they were solving a problem for people and got the transformation. Like they got results for those students, right? That was the most important thing. However, I do love and recommend a couple of different platforms. Honestly, I'm not the type that subscribes to saying like, you have to use Kajabi or you have to do this. Right. And inside of my programs, my students and clients see like, I have this huge spreadsheet that goes over the different options and oh, cool. why you might choose one over the other. Oh, um, that's and beautiful. yeah. So if you're like coming into this fresh and you don't have a website or an email list or anything like that, I do think it can be helpful to choose one of those platforms. That's the all in one. So yeah. like everything is under one roof and there's quite a few of those now Kajabi being one Podia being another Kartra is another one. Mm-hmm. I think funnel gorgeous is a new one on the market. So there seems to be new ones coming all the time. Yeah. If you already have a website and maybe an email platform already, then you can just use a software that just houses your course material. So that would be something like Teachable, Thinkific, Teachery, like the ones that really um, specialize in just that. So as you can see, I don't, I don't just recommend one over another. I think sometimes when people do that, sometimes there might be like an affiliate thing at play. So you kind of need to like read between the lines. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I get that. I think, you know, for some people, that's another way that they, they supplement their businesses. I'm here for affiliate marketing all day long. Just like, totally. I think when you're picking your own platform, don't only take the advice of someone, you know, like really understand the landscape. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that you provide that spreadsheet for people to kind of pick and choose. And mm-hmm. from your experience too, like, this is what I've, I've learned about these particular platforms. And I can tell you, this is, you know, if you're looking for this kind of graphics, this is the way you want to go or totally. if you want something that has quizzes and, and yeah set lesson plans or things like that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, the people that created all of these different software programs, it's pretty, it's pretty genius stuff. Cause I mean, they all look really nice and they're, they're fa- fancy in the sense that they, they look pretty, right. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it blows my mind that there are people out there that actually have skills to create that stuff. I know. Um, and so thank you. Thank you all for, uh, teachable and thinkific and all of the things. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So now we, do you have a, do you have a, 
uh, how do you teach your students to then start creating the content? Um, is, is audio the way to go video? Do you, do you have to have downloads? Do you have to have quizzes? Like, yeah. What, what seems to be, um, what are some good balances? What are good packages that works? Yeah. To work together? So I do actually think it's important to have a variety. And part of that is because a people learn differently and mm -hmm. B people buy differently. So like oh. someone might be buying really for the video lesson content the other person might be buying because they really value those templates, like those shortcuts that you're going to give them. Yeah. Another person might be buying influence to buy because they love the community aspect or they get to, you know, ask you questions or something like that. There's coaching involved. So mm -hmm. there are different types of buyers out there. And what you want to do when you're creating a course is put together this experience that attracts all of those different types of okay. buyers into it. And so I really talk about, you know, creating video content. Sure. Maybe you have the audio option. Yes. Having like downloadable things, having those shortcuts are really great. Having a community. If you want to have some kind of like community for the students to get to know each other sure. and maybe having like access to you in some way. And that doesn't have to be a Facebook group. It could look like monthly calls over zoom. It could yes. look like a Slack channel. It could yeah. look like emails that go out. I don't know, once a month, like all of those things can look really different. And you want to just design it in a way that feels good for you as the creator of the program and something that you feel like you'll be able to, like, if you have a long-term vision of continuing to sell this program, well, let's sure. build it in a way that like suits you as the entrepreneur. Yeah. Awesome. And then a couple other thoughts here. Um, now that you've got my brain working. Totally. Um, so do you open the cart for a set amount of time and close it and do that a couple of times a year? Do you do the evergreen thing? So it's always open. Do you have a, a do you have a method that you like, or is yes. there a method people should pursue? Like, so yeah. So when we're starting, I like to do a first founding launch that is true open and close. Right. We're going to get our founding students in there. And it might surprise you to know that I always recommend people do not build the course first. We actually get the founding students in yeah. and deliver it live almost mm -hmm. and like drip it out over the course of six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, whatever that looks like. Right. And really kind of hold your hands of the students, especially during that first round, because they're right. going to turn into your testimonials. Yeah. So we do that for round one. And then. From there on, then it's a choice. So either you can continue to run it as a cohort style program if you want to. Okay. If you want to do something that's maybe a little bit more evergreen, what I have done in my business and I've taught lots of other entrepreneurs to do is to have like an evergreen you know, automated sort of funnel that kind of works 24 seven in your business to bring right. students in. But we still, we pair that with, you know, usually two live launches a year so that you okay. can create hype. You can kind of, yeah. I use the live launches to like add extra bonuses. Um, so it's not like we say the doors are closing. We say the doors are closing for these new bonuses, these you know? Bonuses, right. And what it does is it really, sometimes people need to maybe hear about the offer in the evergreen funnel. They don't buy then, but they've built that no like, and trust with you over the course yeah. of three months or six months or whatever it looks like. And then when you have the hype and excitement of the live launch, boom, it's an easy yes for them because right. now they're feeling so connected to you and like ready to jump into your program. 
Yeah. So that's how we run things around here. I love it. And then the last question I have is a course versus a membership. Are they the same? Are they interchangeable? How do you, how do you approach uh, those, those two? Yeah. Good question. So they're not the same They're, I mean, it's both for both of them. Like you are ultimately providing a solution and a transformation around a topic, but the delivery mechanism is different. So with a course, you want to think of it as more like A to Z, they work through the course and then sure, maybe there's a group that they continue to be a part of, but it's more of like an open close type of thing. Whereas a membership is something where you need to be consistently having deliverables for those members every single month. So you're on that hamster wheel a little bit of like delivering them new stuff or doing new, like whether that's coaching calls every month or whatever that might look like. Um, because with a membership, you need to retain them. Like the way in which you're really going to profit in a membership is when you have members who stay. And so what is going to make them stay? You really need to think about, it's a kind of a different marketing play. Um, but the, the basics around putting together an irresistible offer, launching them, all that kind of stuff, relatively similar. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Now you have a free course that people can take if they want to, if they want to jump in and give course creation a try. Yes. So I do. It's a free, um, like a 60 minute class, bring your notebook and your pen, get ready to take all the notes. Cause we're dropping a lot of strategy over there, yeah. but it, uh, you can find it at Gemma bottom forward slash class okay. uh, is where you can find that. And so, um, yeah, if you're wanting to like create and launch that first course, uh, get that founding kind of group underway, that is going to give you all the information you need to get started. Fantastic. And Gemma, where else can people find you online if they want to follow you on social, stalk you appropriately, those things. Yes. Find me over on Instagram. I'm at Gemma.BonhamCarter. And if they love listening to podcasts, they can also find me over at the Passive Project Podcast. Beautiful. I love all the alliteration. Um, <laughs> I will for sure check out your show too. I didn't realize, I didn't realize you had a podcast, but I'm super excited because I yeah. love podcasters. Podcasters are awesome. You guys, this is Jenna Bottom Carter. We have been talking all things course creation today. She's amazing. And please go follow her and go listen to her podcast and give her a five-star rating and review while you're at it because she's got a lot of amazing things in the hopper. Thank you so, so much for making time to hang out with me today. This has been a slice of that. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me.